up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you on Sunday night. We're doing it a little bit different tonight. A quick hitter. We're going to try to get through everything as quick as possible, give you the meat, and then uh, get out so you can uh, enjoy your morning commute. Noah, you, you good wanna, with that? Yeah, I'm down to just give them the meat, then get out, Colin. That's what I do a lot. Yeah, get it. I mean, <laughs> amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right, Noah, <laughs> we're getting into it. We're starting with the schedule analysis, and I love it. I love the, those jokes. Those are great jokes. So, Noah, what do you want to focus on this week with the schedule analysis? Is uh, There's two teams playing only two games. That's the Magic and the Wizards. So, you know, we've said it before. You, these guys on these teams, they're going to be a hamper for you this week. So watch out, plan around them if you're Magic or Wizards heavy. Then you got a couple teams with three games. That's Boston, Cleveland, Dallas, Detroit, Houston, Indy, the Knicks, Oklahoma, San Antonio, uh, the Clippers, Raptors, and the Jazz. Everybody else playing four games, and that's uh, how the schedule is set up for this week. Whoa. Two games. Bradley Beal owner's crying in the club right now. Um, no, I'm a Bradley Beal owner, and I'm crying for <laughs> six turnovers tonight. <laughs> Looking at the uh, number of teams playing each day, Colin, um, five out of the seven days this week, on we have minimum seven games each day. Um, the the days you're really going to want to focus this week on are on Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesdays, there's three games, and on Thursdays, there's also three games. Um, the back-to-backs, Colin, the Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back, we're looking at Milwaukee and Portland. And there's no, no team has a back-to-back on Thursday-Friday, Colin. On Saturday-Sunday, the Clippers are the only team that has a back-to-back. So focus in on those teams. Get your guys on Thursday because there's no back-to-backs on Thursday. So you can really add a guy on Thursday, drop him on Friday, pick up another guy. Um, teams who play on the low-volume game days, Tuesday and Thursday, Con. We're looking at the Clippers who play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're looking at guys like Reggie Jackson, Zubak, Batum, Eric Bledsoe, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, um, Sergi Baca, who played for the first time tonight, Con. He didn't play very much but he is coming off two injuries, so you can expect the Clippers to ease him in pretty slowly. Um, the Sixers con, they plan Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Guys you're looking at from the Sixers are Matisse Seibel, Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, Seth Curry, Georges Niang. And then the Jazz play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this week con. And you're looking at guys like Joe Ingles, uh, Royce O'Neal, Hassan Whiteside. And yeah, so focus on getting players from the Clippers, the 76ers, and the Jazz, and you'll probably have a better week than if you're not focusing those teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Guys on the floor can do you good. Guys sitting on the bench, not playing, not doing anything. That's how you win fantasy, really is. All right, Noah, let's move in to the next section. It's potential rest of season value, guys. So to preface this, these are guys that we believe deserve a spot on your roster right now, and you shouldn't be dropping them. They are guys that could last you the rest of the season, hence the name potential rest of season value. Noah, who's your first guy on this kind of uh, more highly thought of list? Not going to lie, Con, the, the picks were hard this week. I was having some, I was having some major writer's block. Um, Oh. You know, we're getting to that point in the season, though, Noah, where you know the, the first week or two, this this list is just the the cup runneth over. 
Yes. Now, you know, we, we've kind of seen where everybody stands. Some of the, uh, the, the gold mines have been dug. And so, yeah, definitely tougher now. But that's what we can provide to the listener. That's what I'm here for. So I'm on the much. grind set, baby. And the rock taught me we're too well. so intelligent. I was just wondering, Colin, how did you, how do you feel, and the listeners, you can also let us know how you feel, are you fine with, mm-hmm. like, um, like, repeating people? Because, like, I almost wanted to talk about Shake Milton again this week, Colin, but we talked about him last week. Is that, like, bad, or are you fine with that? I, I don't, th- I think it's totally fine to mention him. I, I, th- I don't think we need to go in as deep as we'll go into some of these guys that we're mentioning the first time. But yeah, I agree because I'm sure Shake Milton's numbers in terms of rostered yeah. hasn't moved a ton. Yeah, and he had a better, is, and yeah, he had like exa- an equally as good week this week. So I wanted to like say something again, but I didn't want to waste a whole like because we only do like so many. We usually do like three to four of these guys a week, yeah. and I don't really want to like yeah. waste another one giving a guy that we already said last week to the listeners when they're probably looking for new guys. I assume. I mean, that's fair, but I, I think kind of the beauty of the potential rest of the season value, too, just in, in the making of this list, is I don't think it's worth anybody's time to put somebody on here just for the sake of putting them on here. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, there's a guy who we're like, eh, like maybe they could, you know? Like, let's say that. You all know, right, I'm taking all these guys with, off then. Shake Milton's kind of the only in between. guy. Get the, Shake Milton is the only player in the NBA, actually. <laughs> all right. Everybody um, else is a frog. <laughs> Getting into this first guy, Colin, Mr. Jalen Brunson, who's currently 61% roster on Yahoo, 22% roster on ESPN. And this was a guy who we talked about a lot last season, I feel like, Colin. Um, he was a very popular waiver ad. And last year, he had a pretty good season, Colin. He had an absolute scorching January where he shot 52-47-93. Um, Coming into this season, Colin, it felt like he was going to have a larger role in the offense under a new coach and Jason Kidd, and I think he's picked up where he was at last season, playing at a very similar level. Um, This season, Colin, he's playing more minutes. He's attempting more shots per game. He's shooting 48% from the field, 42% from three. Uh, Before this week, Colin, he was only averaging 11 points, four rebounds, five assists, and 26 minutes off the bench, which is honestly still pretty decent. Um... But this week, he was inserted into the starting lineup due to Kristaps Porzingis' injury. And in the three games that he played this week, on he averaged 28 points, 9 assists, and 3 rebounds in 33 minutes per game. Um, that even included him playing with Kristaps on Saturday. He he um, tallied a line of 13-5-5, five, and five, Con. And Dallas has played pretty well in these it's games solid. in which Jalen Brunson has gone off. And I think it's a little bit of motivation to Jason Kidd to, you know, potentially keep Brunson in the starting lineup and at the very minimum probably play him closer to 30 minutes than where he is at his 26 right now. And if I if, if Brunson can see a starting spot in this lineup, Colin, I could see him being a very valuable must-add. And talking about the Mavericks, Colin, they don't really have... You know, after Luka, that hierarchy is pretty open, Colin, and it feels like a guy like Jalen Brunson should be able to consistently get those assists at the very minimum, which is what you really want out of him. Yeah, and I I think what's really important to add right now, at least through this point in the season, Jalen Brunson is third on the Mavs in field goals attempted behind Luka Doncic and Tim Hardaway, and he's attempted one less than Tim Hardaway. 
this is a guy who's very integral to the Mavs offense. There's no way around that. And I know with, you know, Chris Tapps being injured here and there, you know, in the games Chris Tapps plays, those will go down. But I think it's also a fair bet to think that Chris Tapps is not going to play every game. It's the man made of glass, like, truly. So if you're just looking, you know, going kind of like building upward in instead of looking at a guy and going, is this worth it? Like looking at the parameters of, right, I want a guy who's a big part of an offense, is efficient, you kind of land at Jalen Brunson. Like looking at it that way. So I love this Jalen Brunson pick. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And small side note, I saw him at the bar in Chicago this summer. So that was pretty sad. And we've said it before, Colin, this kind of production from point guards is just like really hard to find as the season goes on. So still picking up guys like this who are backup point guards slash starting caliber point guards is pretty huge at this point in the season. Yeah. Because absolutely. those those assists and categories can be hard to stream. I truly think that assists is the hardest category to build. I agree with that. And especially stream. Yeah. Especially stream. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, a category, like, if you're not, like, getting, like, a guy like Chris Paul, a guy like Trey Young to just be like, okay, there's 10 assists tonight, it's so tough to go out and find that. So Jalen Brunson. Yes, sir. I like that pick. Uh, I picked him up this week, actually, in categories. <laughs> um, oh, boo. Well, don't worry. I I had Chris Stapps on my IR con because I didn't think he was going to play on Saturday. And he decided to actually go off on Saturday and drop 21-7. and seven, So I'm feeling like a sack of shit. But that's fine. Thanks, well, Chris Stapps. You look like one. Um, next on the list, Colin, Mr. Carmelo Anthony, Mr. Midrange Turnaround, who is currently... 76% roster on Yahoo, 67% roster on ESPN. And Carmelo's been pretty good to start off the season so far, Con. Um, it's been great. Yeah, with LeBron slated to miss at least one week with an abdomen issue, Con, um, I think hopefully that helps extend Melo's nice performances he's been having. Um, on the season so far, he's averaging 16.5 points, Con, four rebounds, one assist, 0.7 steals, and one block a game, Con, in 28 minutes per game. <laughs> Um, those defensive stats I don't see staying, yeah. but he, you know, he's getting them for now. So, and he's been hitting three and a half threes per game this season, Con, and he's tied for third in the league so far this year with thirty-two made threes. Um, yeah, that, that's nice. This is strictly for threes. The I mean, like when Carmelo came to the Lakers, like because obviously he had this uh, this renaissance in his career on the Blazers after you know the Thunder and then and just n- nobody wanted him. He sat out and was like, "Just give me a chance." And the thing that the Lakers need is three point shooting, and turns out Carmelo Anthony is shooting fifty percent from three right now. I is that gonna last? No. But clearly, he has developed that and worked on it to the point where it's not just like, uh, oh, yeah, Carmelo is like a shooter. He is an elite three-point shooter to this point in the season, and <laughs> that kind of production will go down. But it, I, I don't see him all of a sudden reverting back to like 2010 Melo where he's like a 33% three-point shooter. Yeah, 
in the um in our free agency recap episode, Colin, I I told you that if Carmelo Anthony shot above forty percent from three this year, that the Lakers would win the finals. <laughs> and I laughed. I laughed. I was like, "There's no way that happens." And then you like look at his stats from last year, and I was like, "Huh? Like maybe you're onto something because he shot forty-one last year on less attempts." And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Carmelo Anthony turns out maybe at the age of 36 is his prime. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, at the bare minimum with Carmelo Con, you're banking like at least double-digit points and at least two or more threes hit at night. And I wouldn't stay super attached to Carmelo Con. He seems like a guy you're going to be streaming when you want three-pointers made or points in a week, more on a game-to-game basis. But at least for the time being, with LeBron out, Russ not playing very well, Carmelo's going to be one of the more consistent players on the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently playing. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I agree. Like, if, if the numbers start to dip, like, don't, don't expect them to, like, come back. Don't expect them to be this hot all year. But with that said, ride it while you can ride it. I mean... Classic Wayne Ellington. There That's my life motto. Year where he was, he was the best player in the NBA. So, and people forget. <laughs> the Duke. The Duke. Oh, what a good name! What a good nickname! Is that <laughs> on his basketball reference page? Because if it's not, I'm gonna add it. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's go. Um. Alrighty, ne- who do we have next? This next guy, Colin, is. He seems oh, like wait, a guy we've been. You. Yes. Wayne Ellington's nickname, um, it, it could be better than the Duke. What is it? His nickname on Basketball Reference is the man with the golden arm. No, I like the Duke more. Come on. No, how sick is the man with the golden arm? Come on. <laughs> what, what happens that's, when he's that's not playing nice. for the three-week stretch where he's in every three possible? Then he has a silver arm, and, you know, it, there's still some value the in The man that, with the I bronze guess. arm? <laughs> The, the the man with the iron rusted arm. <laughs> no, you're right. The Duke's, the Duke's cleaner, but like you I, hit, I you hit a three con. Imagine you're at a Lakers game. He hits a three. Everyone in this crowd goes, "The Duke." Come on. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, we were <laughs> right. We were right. We're better. We're we're just better. <laughs> I already know it. This next guy, and I've actually I watched a pretty sick. A highlight of this guy that you know I'll say, but it, it talked to me about. I got one, one of his top shot things. highlights, dude. Uh, Anthony Simon seems like a guy that we've been kind of waiting to Sorry. break out con for a while. Um, he's thirty one percent roster on Yahoo right now, nine point four percent roster on ESPN con, and so far this season con he's averaging a career high twenty three minutes per game, with a usage rate right around twenty three percent. He has scored in double digits in nine out of the ten games this year, Con, and has hit multiple three-pointers in six of those ten games so far. Oh, so far, we take that. he's averaging 14 points, Con, two assists, two and a half rebounds, shooting 51% from the field and 42% from three on two and a half three-pointers made per game. Um, Simons is going to be a guy who has a lot of cold and hot nights, Con. But he's trying to establish himself as that Portland Trailblazers, um, you know, six-man scoring punch off the bench. And the Blazers in mm-hmm. general this year, Colin, have really been underperforming. 
Um, they've been underperforming due to Dame having a pretty rocky start to the season and also just no one on that bench really being able to come in and bring a punch for them. Um, their significant free agent signing over the summer con really was Larry Nance Jr., and he's been pretty bad for them so far. Um, so I see I see Anthony Simons as having a real opportunity here, Con. Dame struggled to start the season. I think Simons is in line to get more minutes. And the stats aren't, like, the best, Colin, but he, at the bare minimum, is a guy that we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's about where he's at. And I, th- I think from what uh, the small sample size I've seen of him, just the eye test he passes, he looks good out there. And so if some of the stuff continues or, you know, even better, increases. You heard it here first, kind of. You know, like this yeah. isn't like a, something that I'm basing off of like the stats that I've seen. Just watching them out there in like the limited Blazers games I've seen, he looks good. He looks like a solid piece on this team. He looks like he's been practicing with CJ and Dame for like three years. I'll tell you that. Well, that's actually fair because he's been on the team for like five. <laughs> no, he so. hasn't. How long do you think he's been in the league? This has to be like his fourth year. Okay, it's it's his fourth year. Yeah, but all all in Portland. Let's go. So, <laughs> so Anthony Simons maybe not a must-have at this point in time, but definitely a monitor and watch kind of guy. Um, yeah, yeah, this last guy, Colin. Fair. This last guy, Colin, a guy who I was a pretty big fan of, yet did not want my team to draft. Um, that is Mr. Davion Mitchell, who is currently 30% roster on ESPN, Colin, 6.3% roster on ESPN. Um, Mitchell is a rookie out of Baylor, Colin, who has carved a pretty significant role into this Kings rotation after being taken ninth overall in the most recent draft. Um, what got Mitchell drafted, Colin, was he's pretty elite on the defensive end, which earns him his minutes, um, earns his, earns him his playing time on the Kings. And he's averaging 11 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds, and almost a steal a game in 27 minutes per game on the season so far, Con. Um, over the last three games, Con, Mitchell has scored double digits in all three. He's hit six threes over those three games. On Friday night against the Hornets, Con, he finished the game with 19 points, 4 assists, and 4 rebounds. And in his first six games, Con, he, had, he only averaged a 16% usage rate. But in the last three, he's averaged a usage rate of right around 24%. I think this increased usage rate will lead him to more production and value as he establishes himself as a pretty important piece of this Kings team. And he's another guy, Con, that I think is going to be frustrating game to game. But I feel like he could be worth having just for the sake of, you know, perhaps one of De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, or Buddy Heel gets hurt, then we see a major uptick in Davion Mitchell's minutes. And it feels like, Colin, once this guy has a string of good games, it's going to be, like, too late almost, you know, to be able to try and get him. Yeah, to, yeah, to get him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in a really interesting spot in that Kings roster because I think the Kings as a organization are – you know, I'll say it. I think the Kings might be the worst organization in the NBA right now to be a part of because you're looking at GM wise, they're fucking dog shit ass. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And is Luke Walton still there? They fire yep. him finally. The Kings are surprisingly five and four now, Con. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, very surprisingly. But I definitely see there being a point this year where the Kings just like implode. We're seeing it the start of it with Marvin Bagley. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that situation allows for Davion Mitchell to be a very key piece in the latter half of the season. Playing a lot of minutes, having the ball in his hands a ton, uh, I kind of like it. So do I. He feels like a guy, Con, who, out of the people on this list, it feels like he may have the most upside. Um in terms of how many minutes he can play and the opportunity is that he's going to get. And this little three-game stretch con is really nice. And it feels like that, you know, maybe this is like the first stretch of a couple nice games he has where you should be picking this guy up because by the time he has his next stretch of nice games, his percent roster might be up like 20-25%. Yeah, absolutely fair. Um, all right, no, before we get into waiver wire pickups, there's a guy I'd like to talk about. He, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll play a game a little bit. I'm just going to start talking about the guy. You buzz in w- when you know who he is. He's been in the league for about five or six years. He's never played a ton of minutes, like ever. Um, you know, started his career in 2016 on the Bucks as a 24-year-old, played all years in college, only played six games for them. Uh, stuck around uh, the last couple years in Washington. Played a career high twenty nine games for them, and has played in almost every single game for his current team that he was actually a piece of last year. This guy is known for his defense, uh, as his father is one of the legendary defensive <laughs> players. Oh, you mean Glove Junior, baby. Glove Junior, baby. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I'm not saying that he's potential rest of the season at all, but he has had two games in a row where he's played uh, 17 minutes in both games. The first game, he posted a stat line of 14 points, one block, three steals, one assist, five boards. And then last night, he posted 17 points, one steal, three assists, six boards. Didn't miss a free throw, shooting about 70% from the field. Yeah. Um, I think on the on the depth chart that I've seen, he is listed as the backup point guard. I sent you that clip, Con, where Gary Payne Jr. got a dunk and then he immediately went into a defensive stance, full guard pressing, and I was like, holy fuck, I love this guy so much. Yeah. No, that that highlight was fantastic. Like it wasn't it was like all one motion, like he dunks it, comes off the dunk, and they're inbounding the ball and as Immediately he's landing, in he like lands. Stance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There was something about that highlight that I just loved and I was like, How do I like how have I never heard this like kid before? You know, like his dad's GP and you know, I started looking to it and I was like, Wow, this is like not a great career but these last two nights, like He's looked really solid and has kind of filled the stat sheet, not in a, you know, Russell Westbrook way, but in a way that if you're looking for a waiver wire pickup, I'm just saying right now, it's two games. 
but he looks real good. Yeah, the, it's actually really interesting, Con, that Steve Kerr um, has basically been using this guy as a defensive specialist, which that kind of is what he is at this point. Um, that doesn't mean he can't mm-hmm. grow into something more, but at this point in time for the Warriors, he's a defensive specialist, Con, and he's actually ended, I think, four out of the Warriors' ten games so far this season. Kerr has put in Gary Payton Jr. on the last possession of the games, Con, to end the game with him on the court playing defense. It's actually, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things, it, it's early on, you know, but I, as a fan, I'm rooting for the guy, and I like those nights, let's see if he can t- continue. You know, definitely not a rest of season guy, but just, you know, keep an eye, keep an eye out for him. Yep. Alrighty, you know what? let's get into some of the waiver wire pickups that we like. Um, I'm just going to, you know, read our list and you kind of buzz in when there's a guy that you have something to say about, you, you kind of want to talk about. So, uh, first off, we got Alex Crusoe on the Bulls playing real nice. Uh, we've definitely talked about him. Great for steals. You know, he'll maybe get some assists, do some other things, but the steals is his real value. We've got Jared Vanderbilt. You know, he's out there uh, up in Minnesota doing his, he's still in Minnesota, right? Or did he get traded? Yeah, he's in Minnesota. Okay, still in Minnesota. Young kid, getting some minutes. Uh, I believe he's more on the defensive end. Is is where he derives his value. But you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know much about Vanderbilt. I know he had a nice like two week stretch last year where we really liked him. Next on the list, Serge Ibaka. Gotta talk about Serge Ibaka. All right. Um, I like it. Yeah, this is a guy Colin who was hurt for the majority of the Clippers playoff run last season. Um, he came into this season hurt. He played his first time tonight, Colin. Only played eight minutes. Um, the Clippers are going to bring him back pretty slowly. But once this guy gets going, Colin, um, he's kind of going to need to be on a roster. Um, he's only actually 8% roster on ESPN right now. Last season, Colin, he averaged 11 points, 7 rebounds on a 3 made a game, averaging a block a game um, in 23 minutes. And I can see him playing more than 23 minutes easily, Colin, once he's fully back and acclimated. Um, this Clippers team needs some front court depth next to Zubak. And in an ideal world, Con, Ibaka, if Ibaka gets you 12 and 8 a night with a 3 made and a block per game, um, that's valuable to oh, any we... fantasy roster right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely, yeah, I mean... you, he could be a guy that you pick up, Con, in your stash and for right now. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Serge Ibaka. Then we've got Royce O'Neal, a uh, nice role man on this Jazz team. You know, he uh, he's going to get some boards. I, I think that's really where we see a lot of value in him. He comes off, he gets the boards that Rudy's not getting to. Darius Basley of the Thunder. He's he, he's kind of a guy that last year we, we really had a high projection uh this year he's been what he's been you know that thunder team definitely is still trying to figure out an identity you know he's gonna get some solid minutes he scores devin vassell uh an interesting one he's down in um oh my god the the grizzlies and the timberwolves in my mind are just two similar franchises i I don't know what it is historically maybe it's because they're both like 
wolves and bears. And wait, wait, wait. What similar. team do you think Devin Vassell is on? He's on the Timberwolves, right? <laughs> Dude, are you a rookie, Con? He's on the Spurs. I'm such a rookie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Devin Vassell. Dude, all right. To be fair, the Spurs are like the most forgettable franchise right now. That that's on me. That's that's gonna make me sound like a rookie for sure. I apologize. I was looking at. It. I was trying to stall to be like, okay, I know what team this guy's on. All right, you talk about Devin real quick. I I, I like Devin. I think he has similar value to a guy we wrote back last week in Lonnie Walker. Um, except Devin Vassell is pretty solid defensively, con which could earn him more minutes with the Spurs. Um. He's really a 3 and D guy, Colin. I think over the last week, while Jakob Pertl's been out, he's averaged 12 points with around two threes made per game. Um, good streamer guy, but I don't know if he's going to be consistently getting minutes on that Spurs team. Enough minutes to be um, gaining enough value for you to be holding on to him. But good streamer enough, guy for this enough. week. All right, I'm not even going to try to talk about guys. No, that, I like you know, it, dude. I, I you don't should. have something off the top of my head. All right, the next guy I actually do have something, Georges Yang. Yang of 76ers he is playing a very nice role as a 3 and D guy out there for them he oh, okay I know that I'm right about that one don't worry yeah, yeah I know <laughs> sorry I was thinking about Devin Vassell so. <laughs> Jesus. you know what it is it's because he has he a V name and Jared Vanderbilt has a V name and I was like uh, I, I know this guy Timberwolves Timberwolves. Yeah, letters um, are pretty crazy. Real nice three and D guy. He's actually he's taking a pretty big role on that seventy sixers team. He's been on in fire scoring this past role. week, yeah. actually. Yeah. No, I mean against the Bulls, like he was not missing, and they played two <laughs> games, so I got to like see him twice, just score chest. Yeah, that see, that kid's nice from deep. Did you see Joel waving goodbye the other night? The next guy on our list is Chris Duarte. Uh, he's on the, the Pacers. <laughs> um, you know, Chris Duarte, he, opening night, he kind of showed us what he is. He has a very prominent role. He's starting. He's a great scorer. The Pacers are definitely still trying to figure it out, but I think that only helps Chris Duarte's value because if mm-hmm. the Pacers end up being sellers at the deadline, Chris Duarte is just going to really go off. Josh Hart the down there. Wait, sellers, there bro. We in the finals. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's doing Josh Hart things. I mean, it's kind of what you expect out of the Pelicans team right now in the state that they're in. Nobody's really playing all that great except for Jonas. So Josh Hart has a pretty decent role there. Nice for rebounds. Williams. Rebounds, there? baby. Yeah. How how many like off the top of your head? How many rebounds does Josh Hart average? Ooh, last. Season I don't know he, the answer. Last season he averaged a shit ton, Colin. Like he was the leading rebounding guard. I'm pretty sure. I think it's down this season, Colin. I think he averaged eight last year. Um, oh, I'm gonna guess he's averaging like five and a half this year. He's at six this year. He's that's he's awesome for a guard. That is streaming rebounds for a guard. Josh Hart is your man. Yeah, yeah, and his field goal percentage is great. He's shooting 55 this year. I mean. Not a great upside, you know, other than the rebounds. But yeah. uh, I mean, I like it. I like it. I mean, he's not hurting yet, and that's a great thing. Eric Gordon on the Rockets. I don't really get why he's still there, but he's had some fantastic scoring nights for them so far this yeah. year. And you know, just given that team, it'll probably go down as the season goes on. But you know, they still need to show that they're like somewhat competitive, and Eric Gordon definitely helps that. 
Yeah. Uh, Terrence Mann. He's a guy who could get traded to Con and have some value. Yeah, I, I think he will. And that's yeah. why I'm saying I'm shocked he's still on the uh, the Rockets. Terrence Mann, uh, with, with Reggie Jackson coming back, what do you think of Terrence Mann real quick? Uh, I mean, that guard position is kind of up for grabs on the Clippers at this point, and they all have good nights, Con. Like, one of them will have a good night. Two of them will have awful mm-hmm. nights. I think Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, and Terrence Mann are all relatively worth the same value to me at this point, which all of them are worth having on a team, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Noah, you've highlighted this next guy. Give me the lowdown on... Had to Shea talk Milton. about him We've again, kind of dude. Only 7% roster on ESPN, Colin, still. Um, these past two games, Colin, he's played 20 minutes or less in four of the six games so far this season. Um, on Detroit, he played in Detroit, he played 34 minutes, Colin, got 16 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals. Um, on the 6th of November versus Chicago, Colin, your Bulls, he played 36 minutes, had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. I mean, this is, guy, this is a guy who's just going to fill multiple categories, Colin. He's going to play big minutes for the Sixers team while they still figure out the Ben Simmons situation. And to me, him and Tyrese, him and Tyrese Maxey's value is almost the same, Colin, as to what they're bringing every night. Yeah, I know. And, and Tyrese, I, I still think that he's going to get there to be kind of where we'd projected him yeah but, i mean yeah, doc I mean, doc loves tyrese maxi con he played 44 mm-hmm. minutes in that bulls game doc's a fucking idiot i hate him that has nothing to do with these guys but he's good doc he's, is he's pretty overrated loki uh, is he even overrated at this point i feel like everybody just like doesn't think he's a good coach i don't i don't know if people think that honestly how can you not after everything that happened with Ben Simmons? Like, I get Ben Simmons, like, might be just, like, a shithead. But, like, as a coach, you can't let that happen. Like, you can't let that <clears throat> stuff get out of the locker room in the yeah. way that it did. He's so used to, like, so. coaching those veteran teams, Colin, in both the Celtics and the Clippers. And I think teams like those that have strong veteran presences, those problems kind of get handled internally, you know? Like those kind mm-hmm. of issues never leave the locker room in a, in on a team that has you know, Chris Paul or a team that has KG Paul Pierce Ray Allen, and I right. I, I think that Sixers locker room must be very weird, Con, because Ben Simmons is one of the longest tenured players on that team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a young dude. I hate talking about Ben Simmons. I just want that whole situation right. to be handled really. It's just like a yeah. I just want Ben point. Simmons to like retire and just like go beyond keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> like truly, I think that's his life calling. I don't think it's basketball. Him and Kyrie are gonna All be right, uh... having a new reality TV show. <laughs> a Rod's gonna be it. on it. <laughs> with guest appearances from Jennifer Lopez, even though she doesn't know it, and Joe oh. Rogan, MD. I mean, yeah. Like, if they need a medical expert, why not? Well, you have Kyrie, actually. So, <laughs> Joe Rogan might not be of service. All right. Uh, we got Bruce Brown hanging out in the Nets. You know, the Nets without Kyrie. Bruce Brown gets minutes. Even at the uh, the age that Bruce Brown's at, he's been productive, and they uh, they rely on him for a bit of scoring. Then we've got Javante Green, Grayson Allen, DeAndre Hunter, Nicholas Batum. I kind of feel like we've talked about all these guys really yep. like before, Noah. Uh, anything you want to highlight in any of them? I mean, come on. Pick up Grayson Allen, guys. 
Yeah, pick up Grayson Allen, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Batum, was it like the best like percentage was three point shooter last year? I think so. He's got that. Next guy, uh, no, this is a guy that I I like a lot. It's Thad Young. Same, Mister Thadjik. Uh, I was really sad when we had to get rid of him this offseason. I didn't love that. But yep. he's down there on the Spurs with uh, Devin Vanderbilt. So th- those guys are hanging out. Devin, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Colin, this, is, this actually might be my favorite streamer for week four. Um, Dad Young was someone who was barely in the Spurs rotation to start the season, Colin. But Jakob Pertl is slated to miss this entire week, Colin, due to COVID protocols. And that's led to Thad Young having to take on a larger role because the Spurs are pretty thin um, with front court depth. And on the third, Colin, he played 22 minutes against Dallas, had 8.6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. Followed that game up with a 12.4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 block game. Followed that game up with 10 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. I mean, the guy just does a little bit of everything, Colin. And in a week where you're streaming... Thad Young is going to, I think, be one of the best players to stream this week. Yeah, I love it. I think that's a great take. Um, he just does I the dirty work, Young, baby. Yeah, and I mean, when we talk about locker room guys, holy shit, is Thad Young just, like, top tier? Yep. I think any, like, team... I, he'll go into a coaching role, I, I really do believe, just because he, he understands the game at that level. And <laughs> I that doesn't might not translate to fantasy, but it... It also might, in the idea that he is just so integral and having him on the court, just it feels like people play better when they're with him. And, you know, he does a great job of incorporating young guys and kind of building that NBA mindset, which is why he's down there in San Antonio right now. Yep. All right, next couple guys. Uh, Abak, er, oh, my God. Bobby Portis, Ivaka Zubak, Reggie Jackson, who we've hit on, Eric Bledsoe, who, you know, started off like the first week great, but now – just that guard situation. He's Eric Bledsoe, baby. Uh, yeah, he turns out he's just Eric Bledsoe. Joe Ingles, I mean, I don't even know if... Like, Joe Ingles is just synonymous with being a waiver pickup at this point. He's a great three-point shooter, but he might not do anything else. All right, no, I have to talk about this next guy because I got flamed. And it's the worst that we've ever been flamed. And it's Cam Reddish. A couple weeks ago on the Reddit posts, you know, people ask us questions. We respond. <laughs> I think they generally appreciate the advice. Mm. I, I've i been a Cam Reddish guy uh, ever since he was at Duke. I really liked him, and I thought he was going to be great on the Hawks. First couple weeks, Noah, he was everything I wanted him to be. He was averaging 16 points. He was raining from deep. The Hawks were winning. Cam Reddish was back. And somebody asked... Would you rather have Cam Reddish or Desmond Bain? I actually owned Desmond Bain at that point, but we, we had just talked about Cam Reddish, and I was like, <laughs> I like both these guys. I really do. But I think Cam has the higher upside. Turns out I got downvoted like 12 times. Cam Reddish might not be at Desmond Bain level. I I was, I was strong on this take the entire time. Was I not, Con, that I was hesitant on Cam Reddish? Yeah, no, no, no. You were. I and, was the one that was yeah, adamant I know. that like Cam Reddish could, and I can, could I do can it. see why, Con. But, um, a very popular fan, one of the most popular fantasy uh, basketball podcasters, his name is Josh Lloyd. 
He has a really good fantasy basketball podcast. He was very hesitant on Cam Reddish's Wellcon because during that early stretch, those first five games, I think, where Cam Reddish looked awesome, he was shooting 60% from three, Con. That just wasn't going to stay. And you just look at those past three games, Con, um, on the third against Brooklyn, two points, one rebounds, two assists. Uh, the following night against the Jazz, four points, no rebounds, no assists. Um, followed that up two li- two days later against the Suns, Colin, 10 points, three rebounds. Um, over the last seven days, Colin, he's averaging eight points, two rebounds, one assist. It's just this guy's a yo-yo, Colin. He's going to look up, he's going to look awesome, and then he's going to have a three-game stretch where he averages eight points. It's just what yeah. Cam Reddish is. And, yeah, for me it was always a consistency problem, Colin, and he kind of proved me right. Yeah, yeah, and – you know, you and I had said privately, like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that take. And pretty quickly, I was wrong. And I was wrong pretty badly. So, that happens. It happens. I'm okay with it. Uh, next guy that was Precious Achua, a guy that we've spoken about um, prior. Anything to add there? An update on Precious. Uh, Raptors today, Pascal Siakam made him season debut con. They started Van Vliet, Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes, OG, Pascal. So, not great for any Raptors big men owners out there. If you were a Chris Boucher drafter, I feel terrible for you. And I kind of could have told you that was coming. You yeah, I drafted him, and I was like, you know, Chris Chris Boucher, they kind of sneaky this year, and you're just like, nope. If you if you if you were someone who drafted Chris Boucher and you still have him, you should feel perfectly fine dropping him at this point. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I yeah, I saw the writing on the wall pretty quickly there and I was like, "Oh. All right, you know, uh I'm just going to rattle these guys off. You know, this is definitely the uh the bottom of the list. Y- you let me know if there's anybody you want to talk about. Otherwise, we can wrap it up for the night. We've got Kem Birch, Tory Craig, Cody Zeller, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Alperen Shengun. Sent Oh god, did, did I was I closer this time? No, you got it. Alperen Shengun. Shengun. All right. I, I was practicing, so the muscle memory worked. And last but not least, Daniel Tice. All right, what team does Cody Zeller play on, Con? I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean to put you this, on blast. No, 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 stop. stop, 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 stop. Uh, Cody, because he's not in the Hornets anymore. I know that. Uh, is, I'm not looking it up. I'm not going to look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to throw it out there. Is he... Uh, Is he on the Spurs? Nope, he's a Portland Trailblazer. Gone close. Oh, you know what? I actually, I, I was, I thought about it, and then I, I just, I walked away from that pretty quickly. Uh, you know, that that's one I should have known, and I don't. It, it's late. Maybe we should just play yeah. a game, Colin, where I just lift off players, and you try and tell me what team they're on. All right, all right, we can we can do that on the Wednesday episode. <laughs> Really, re- really d- deter anybody from coming to us for her advice. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Colin does not make the Sunday article. I make the Sunday article. All right. Well, here's the thing. Like, as as soon as I need to know whose team these guys are on, I I, I learn. I learn fast. Cody Zeller hasn't prompted me to remember what team <laughs> he's enough, on at this point in the season. Fair enough. <laughs> The Devin Vassell one was bad, and like I knew, I knew he was a spur, and just like in looking, yeah, I, I definitely, I messed that one up. 
I've got a, a little bit of a hot streak going on with Spurs players right now, don't I? Yeah, you do. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, so hopefully you don't live in San Antonio or root for the Spurs because <laughs> you probably think I'm a moron, which you'd be right about. Like You'd be absolutely spot on for. <clears throat> All righty, Colin. I think that's going to do us do it for us this week. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter the common man's nba podcast uh go go show our podcast some love go show our reddit post some love follow us on twitter at bench underscore chatter and we'll see you guys on wednesday peace see you